0: On September 17, 1960, while campaigning for the presidency, a young senator from Massachusetts stood before an adoring audience at the Coliseum in Raleigh, North Carolina. He articulated his vision for what the nation could accomplish under his leadership.
1: The wicked flee when no man pursueth.
0: With a short but simple and eminently memorable phrase, John F. Kennedy unknowingly described one of the greatest shortcomings of our current generation. In his speech, he extols the courage and determination required to bring the United States through the Second World War. Kennedy then observes, But effort and courage are not enough without purpose and direction. The symptoms of a society without purpose and direction are evident all around us. Lack of meaning in life is a scourge which is tearing through the Western world, leaving broken families, crushed communities, and lost lives in its wake. The plain truth is that people thrive when they have purpose, that life itself is not absent meaning. Join me for this edition of Tomorrow's World as we explore man's need for purpose. What drives you to get out of bed in the morning? It's a simple enough question, but is it one you've paused to consider? Do you get out of bed just because it's a habit to do so, or do you wake with a purpose to carry out each and every day? Darwinian evolution describes the act of survival as the driving force in life. Are you merely trying to survive? Or do you see purpose in your life beyond survival? Statistics can be fascinating tools, but they often present an incomplete picture Many of the leading indicators of quality of life present a paradox during what can only be described as the greatest sustained period of wealth, peace, and prosperity the world has ever seen. Let's set aside for a moment our own personal accounts. Perhaps you've lived through war or suffered significant poverty. I'm not trying to say those elements don't still exist, however the amount of people plagued by them is significantly less. If you could live in any period of time, it would be difficult to come up with a better one than today sure if you were in a position of power the 1500s may have been grand, but it wasn't for the vast majority. We've eradicated numerous diseases, the infant mortality rate has fallen significantly, and there is no time period with greater access to health care. Few people ever journeyed outside their town, and now travel is widespread. When is the last time you had to go hunt your dinner? I appreciate that some viewers may do so by choice, but it's not likely that they do it for every meal. What about washing machines, cars, and smartphones? If you want a picture of how much the world has changed since the 1600s, listen to this. Nowhere was this clearer than class obsessed 1600s England, where having a single pineapple displayed in your home issued a strong statement about your rank in society. So much so that ladies of the manor rented pineapples by the day from colonial grocers when they were expecting to impress dinner guests. There were levels, though. After it was returned, that same pineapple would be sold to another hostess one rich enough to display the fruit and feed it to her guests. Not that we should be competing to impress people, but when is the last time you rented a pineapple for a dinner party? The point is this, in many ways we have it good. Good isn't even a strong enough term for it. In respect to the advantages that we have on our side, there is no comparison with past generations. And yet for all that we have, something is clearly missing. I mentioned that statistics present us with a paradox, It is this, in the greatest time to be alive, depression and suicide have skyrocketed. Why have so many thrown away their lives with drug addiction, particularly during the current opioid crisis? On today's program I'm going to show the results of losing purpose. I'm going to prove to you that mankind can have all of the advantages imaginable, and yet if you don't have a reason to get out of bed in the morning, then no advantage will make up for it. Before we really dive into this, I want to let you know about the free booklet we'll be offering throughout the program. What happens when you die? This controversial subject is paramount when discussing our purpose in life. The opioid crisis, the rise in substance abuse of any kind, and the staggering increase in suicide rate are just a few of the indicators that something in our society has gone horribly wrong. Take this statement published in the New York Times including a question which begs an answer. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention recently released startling new statistics on the rise of deaths by suicide in the United States, which are up 25% since 1999 across most ethnic and age groups. These numbers clearly point to a crisis. But of what kind? Reacting to the increased suicide rate reported by the CDC, Dr. Diane Dreher described the problem. An alarming rise in depression and anxiety and a 30% rise in suicide since 1999 point to a major crisis in our culture. Too many Americans are anxious, depressed, and discontent because they lack a sense of meaning. And as Viktor Frankl realized long ago, the sense of meaning can often mean the difference between life and death. Frankl survived the horrors of a Nazi concentration camp while he saw many other men fall sick and die their immune systems weakened when they lost the will to live. It should not come as a surprise that the increase in addiction is being linked to the same cause. Purpose and meaning are essential to our basic will to live. When one does not have something to strive for, something to work towards, some reason to get out of bed in the morning, then escapism becomes attractive. Something to numb the pain, to take away that feeling of meaninglessness. It is a dark path, and one has to wonder how society will regain control of the crisis. Science Daily confirms that the lack of ultimate meaning in life, an important dimension of spirituality, is associated with alcohol abuse and drug addiction, as well as other mental health problems including anxiety and depression. The problem is there for all to see. The solution is much more difficult. How can you help a society that seemingly has everything, but has no purpose or sense of direction? If you struggle with finding and focusing on meaning in your life, how can you avoid some of the potential negative outcomes we've examined? And where can you find or revive your sense of purpose? In answering these questions it helps to have a little perspective. Death is something we've all considered. Is it the end or is there something beyond? Can you find a purpose better and beyond your current physical life? Richard Ames has been a longtime presenter on Tomorrow's World and has written several of the books offered on this program. His latest work, What Happens When You Die, answers some of the most important questions you could ever face. We've got a copy waiting for you free of charge. Just call and let us know how to get it to you.
1: Don't miss out on the answer to one of life's greatest questions. Call the number on your screen and ask for a copy of What Happens When You Die. You can also order at twcanada.org. And we're happy to send this to you at no cost because we believe this information to be invaluable. Many people overlook the plain truth of what the Bible says on this matter. Don't be one of them. Don't wait. Call today or order online. Just in case you missed our contact information, I will give it again later in the program. Welcome back. We've been looking at the
0: repercussions of losing meaning and purpose in life. They're undeniable and they're grave. But We also have to ask the question of why an increasing number of people feel that they don't have meaning in their lives. We already reminded ourselves some of the many advantages to the time we are living in. These advantages also spread to purpose. In many ways, it has never been easier to pursue a dream. Previous generations were often taught a trade by their parents and continued in the family business. Now, if someone identifies a passion, there are many avenues that can be followed in pursuit of it. There have never been greater social safety nets allowing individuals to take risks in pursuing their dreams. And yet, here we are, with mankind faced with a crisis of meaning. We could spend an entire series of programs asking why we are in such a crisis, but our focus today is on understanding the importance of purpose as well as offering a solution to aid in finding purpose. But I do want to identify three reasons why we are facing this current crisis. Keep in mind that many of these are cyclical problems which then feed into themselves growing ever more dangerous. The first reason we face a crisis of meaning is… The rise of materialism. Comedian George Carlin cleverly identified how collecting stuff has replaced meaning for many. Everybody's got to have a little place for their stuff. That's all life is about. That's the meaning of life. TRYING TO FIND A PLACE TO KEEP YOUR STUFF As people try to find meaning in stuff, many simply discover that they can't keep up. Or if they do gain all the stuff, that it doesn't make them feel the way they thought it would. This rise of materialism is having a significantly destructive effect. The second reason we face a crisis of meaning is the breakdown of families. Historically, many have found meaning in providing for their family, in striving to prepare their children for adulthood and in growing together as a unit. Not everyone has this opportunity, but nowadays finding someone who is part of a stable family unit is increasingly difficult. Family can provide a support network for when one is struggling with meaning. While we live in a society where communication and the ability to stay connected has never been easier, there has also never been as many people who feel alone. Those who have physical families are not immune to this. In August of 2003, a dreadful heat wave washed across Europe. Some 35,000 people died. A disproportion of the deaths, 14,000, occurred in France, prompting an investigation, which revealed the uncomfortable fact that it was not material poverty that was the key factor in many of these deaths. Rather, it was a form of social poverty. The victims had nobody who cared enough about them to check up on them and alleviate their distress. Worse, in a way, was the fact that many of the victims did have adult children, who could not be bothered to interrupt their traditional August holiday at the seashore to take responsibility for their parents' needs. Some even requested their parents' funerals be postponed until their scheduled return. This is not to say that family is the ultimate meaning or purpose in life. However, when families break down, it can contribute to depression and feelings of meaninglessness. The third reason we face a crisis of meaning is the decline of belief in God. For millennia, mankind has derived meaning from asking the question, why are we here? If we were not created, then we could not have been created for a purpose. This presents a problem. You'll notice that the plagues we spoke of in the first portion of today's program, primarily substance abuse and suicide, are not exclusive problems to atheists. While belief in God has declined, What is perhaps just as startling is that for many, belief in God has become nothing more than a statement that has barely given a thought, let alone something that could be described as a purpose in life. Real belief in God, more than anything, has been able to provide meaning for individuals despite them living in unimaginable circumstances. Ara Norenzayan, a social psychologist at the University of British Columbia, was quoted by the BBC, People want to escape suffering. But if they can't get out of it, they want to find meaning. For some reason, religion seems to give meaning to suffering much more so than any secular idea or belief that we know of. This trifecta of the rise in materialism, breakdown of families, and decline in belief in God has worked alongside other factors to create this crisis of meaning mankind is facing. While we've looked at the negative side effects of a lack of meaning, Let's also examine the positive benefits one gets from having a sense of purpose. While the Declaration of Independence highlighted life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness as examples of unalienable rights, recent studies show that it may have been better to offer life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning. Happiness without meaning characterizes a relatively shallow, self-absorbed, or even selfish life, in which things go well, Needs and desire are easily satisfied and difficult or taxing entanglements are avoided. If anything, pure happiness is linked to not helping others in need. While being happy is about feeling good, meaning is derived from contributing to others or to society in a bigger way. The National Center for Biotechnology Information published a study which highlights the impact meaning has on the quality of one's life there is a significant meaning of the sense of purpose of life for well-being and self-efficacy. The ability to maintain the feeling of sense of one's existence seems to be a significant factor that protects from a decrease in life quality and keeps the feeling of being able to deal in difficult situations, as well as helps to accept depression symptoms. Those who wake up each morning with a reason to get out of bed tend to live more successful lives. Kennedy's words in North Carolina were written more than 60 years ago, but have never been more pertinent. Effort and courage are evident all around us, but without direction and purpose, they fall flat. Mankind is in a dire need of an injection of meaning. This certainly applies to our everyday lives, however, our ultimate purpose is something that we cannot decide for ourselves. If there is a God, and He created us for a reason, is the true purpose of man not to fulfill that purpose? This is a question whose repercussions extend far beyond our present lives and demand an answer to the question, what happens when you die? If you want to explore the reason you were created and how God intends to work with you to fulfill that purpose,
1: then call now and receive your free copy. If you would like to know what happens when you die, call the number on your screen and ask for your free copy of this eye-opening booklet. You can also order online at TWCanada.org. Have you ever asked, where is the world headed? Or if morality even matters anymore? Tomorrow's World magazine answers these questions and more and will also be sent to you free of charge. Call or visit us online to get your free copy of What Happens When You Die and your subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine. Enjoy the rest of today's program.
0: Welcome back. Today's world is overflowing with conveniences that, at least on paper, should result in a time of unprecedented happiness, reduced stress, and genuine fulfillment. However, something is missing. Our society is in the midst of an opioid crisis. Substance abuse and suicide are out of control. There have also been sharp increases in the number of people struggling with depression and anxiety. These are not merely issues that have always been with us, but are just now being talked about. Something is wrong. We bear the symptoms of a society devoid of purpose. This paradox is summed up nicely by the great Russian author Fyodor Dostoevsky. The mystery of human existence lies not in just staying alive, but in finding something to live for. What do you live for? Ultimately this is the same as the question I asked earlier in the program. Why do you get out of bed in the morning? Is it to provide and care for your family? To enrich the lives of those around you, or to better society? Is it to become famous, wealthy, or successful, however you may define success? The harsh reality is that while these purposes are far better than trying to get by without a purpose, success in this life is difficult to obtain, is fickle, and all too often fleeting. Whatever we may choose to be the purpose of our life is truly only secondary, if you believe mankind, to be the creation of an all-powerful, all-loving God. The real question we must ask is, what is His purpose for mankind as a whole, and for me specifically? The 8th Psalm records David contemplating his own purpose. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him? the son of man that you visit him. He looked up and asked, if you created the entire universe, why are you concerned with mankind as a whole? Why are you concerned with me? The reality is that God is concerned with mankind, not just as some sort of hobby, but with a definitive and measurable purpose. The question remains, what is that purpose? Sometimes this question is brushed off, that God has a purpose beyond our understanding, that the Lord works in mysterious ways, and who are we to try and understand? Now there is some truth. We cannot ascertain God's purpose in each and every event that occurs in life, but He does reveal His ultimate purpose for man. One aspect of life that does cause some to question God's purpose is that from time to time, car accidents, disease, or any number of other unfortunate events, can occur and claim a life. It can be easy to wonder how they can fulfill God's purpose or what God's purpose was for them. Some rashly judge those who are affected by tragedy. Jesus addresses this issue specifically. Do you suppose that these Galileans were worse sinners than all other Galileans because they suffered such things? I tell you no, but unless you repent, you will all likewise perish or those 18 on whom the tower in Siloam fell and killed them? Do you think that they were worse sinners than all other men who dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you will all likewise perish. He is stating, first of all, that we must not rush to judgment when tragedy strikes. Secondly, that we should look in the mirror and ask ourselves if we are living up to God's standards, seeking to rectify those areas where we fall short. But in that context, he gives an important parable. A certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came seeking fruit on it and found none. Then he said to the keeper of his vineyard, Look, for three years I have come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? But he answered and said to him, Sir, let it alone this year also, until I dig around it and fertilize it and if it bears fruit, well, but if not, after that you can cut it down. He is stating that even tragedy will not prevent him from working with every single individual, giving them an opportunity to live up to their purpose. He wants the opportunity to work with every man, woman, and child who has ever lived, and he will not be denied this opportunity. How badly does God want to see you live up to your potential? to achieve the purpose for which you were created. John 3:16 is often called the golden verse. It answers this question for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. I'd like to read a quote now from today's featured offer. What happens when you die? Here Mr. Richard Ames gives a glimpse of the purpose for which man was created. If you haven't already done so, I hope you do take the opportunity to call and receive your free copy. What is that promise that we are destined to inherit? It is something of such wonder that humanity has not yet experienced anything like it, nor can begin to comprehend that wonder without God's help. As Paul wrote, Eye has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him." Continuing in 1 Corinthians 2, after verse 9, which was quoted by Mr. Ames, Paul reveals how this information can be discerned. But God has revealed them to us through His Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows the things of a man except the Spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. God provides us with the reality of His glorious purpose for mankind in His inspired word, the Bible. This information comes with the responsibility to follow through on it. I hope you'll take us up on our offer for today's free booklet, What Happens When You Die. Well, the book focuses on death and what comes after, It is vital to understand that the life you have been given now is not one without purpose. It is building towards something grand. Knowing God's purpose for you can be a life-altering experience for the better. Here at Tomorrow's World we don't shy away from life's big questions, and this booklet tackles a multitude of them. Whatever your situation in life, I hope that you come to recognize that mankind has been created to need purpose beyond mere survival. I promise you that any worthwhile purpose will require you to tackle that purpose with two attributes. JFK boiled them down to effort or hard work and courage. But those attributes are nothing without purpose and direction. I hope you've found today's program to be both uplifting and edifying. Remember to keep watching and in a few moments Stuart Vohovich will present TW Answers, examining the question of predestination. And tune in every week when Gerald Weston, Stuart Vachovic and I will continue to deliver you the wonderful news of Tomorrow's
1: World. To learn more about today's topic, visit TWCanada.org. You can also order by calling us at 1-866-784-7895 or by writing us at Tomorrow's World, P.O. Box 409, Mississauga, Ontario, L5M0P6
2: Welcome to Tomorrow's World Answers. The subject of predestination occurs only five places in the Bible. The Greek words used are parizo, to determine, decide beforehand, to foreordain, Progenosco, to have knowledge beforehand, to foreknow, to predestinate, and prognosis, meaning foreknowledge. What then is predestination? Two of the scriptures in question are Romans 8, For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Moreover, whom he predestined, these he also called. In Ephesians 1, just as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before Him in love, having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to Himself according to the good pleasure of His will. In Him also we have obtained an inheritance, being predestined according to the purpose of Him who works all things according to the counsel of His will that we who first trusted in Christ should be to the praise of His glory. The other three instances are similar. Some have looked at these scriptures and have concluded that our future is predetermined. This however ignores many other statements in the Bible that add clarity to this matter. There are no verses in the Bible that say anyone is predestined to be lost. But God has predestined that all will be given a chance to be saved, that is, to repent and receive God's gift of eternal life. Christ said He would build His church. The whole body of Christians scattered throughout the earth. Predestination has to do with the time when one is called, now in this age or later. The key to understanding this subject is Paul's statements whom He predestined, these He also called. Each child of God is called to become part of a body, that is the Church, and has been added to the body throughout the ages. The New Testament teaches that only those whom God calls, that is have their minds open to understanding, will be able to come to Christ in any age. He is simply not calling all people at the same time as John 6.44 points out. The Bible also teaches that all mankind who has ever lived and who have died without that calling will be raised to physical life over 1,000 years in the future to have their opportunity to choose God's way of life. Truly all mankind is intended, predestined to be called, but each in his own order. For as in Adam all die, Even so in Christ shall all be made alive, but each one in his own order. Every person who has ever lived or ever will live is predestined to have a calling from God and to then have the opportunity to choose to follow God's way of life. The time of that calling is God's decision alone. The decision of whether or not to answer that call lies within each individual. To submit a question for the show, email us at twanswers at tomorrowsworld.org. Be sure to watch us online at twcanada.org or by searching Tomorrow's World Answers on YouTube. You will also receive a free
1: subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, revealing God's principles for leading an abundant and happy life, while providing insight into current and future events. At our website you can also watch this and many more Tomorrow's World programs. Call one 784 7895 Write or visit us online today.
2: This program is a production of The Living Church of God.